You're listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White. And today I interview Annie Brandley on health and wellness coaching with athletes in an integrative medical clinic and on the Better Up platform. Are you wondering if it's possible to work full-time as a coach and earn an income that you want? Are you looking to scale your business from working with your own clients and interested in a portfolio career? And are you interested in coaching athletes? What's involved in all of these things? Well, today's episode with Annie answers these questions and many more. Annie's working with clients both in a face-to-face capacity but also online with clients around the globe. And she's doing this by leveraging partnerships, working on platforms and through her own network connections. Now, this is the third episode in a season about business and revenue growth and I hope you really enjoy it. Please check out the show notes at the end because I've got Annie's information at the, at the end for you to check her out and get in contact if you want to, but also some information on the Better Up platform. Hope you enjoy the episode and we'll see you next time. Today I'm talking to Annie Brandler. Perfect. Correct pronunciation? Good. <laughs> um, I'm so pleased to see you today, Annie. I uh, remember meeting you through Wellness Coaching Australia as a student and now you're running your own coaching business and you're successful. So we'd love to hear all of your secrets on how to do it. (laughs) But first, maybe you could tell us a bit about your background and how you got into coaching, if that's okay. Yeah, so my background has always been operations management or revenue in the tourist industry. And I always just really liked working with the teams, training teams, working with people. And Mm -hmm. I always had that interest in the health industry as well. So it just got to a point where I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to look into getting my certification and see what happens. And at the same time, I started mountain biking and I was suddenly around a lot of people who kept injuring themselves, needed to work on their mindset to get back on their bike. And having done a lot of different sports previously, I've always sort of been in that coaching world around mm-hmm. different athletes. So decided I want to learn more about it. Did my coaching certification with Wellness Coaching Australia. Um, then pretty much kept going with those clients that I had from the athlete space to get my national board qualification in the US. Mm -hmm. And yeah, then started working as a coach at the same time that sort of COVID hit. So I got out of the cruise industry and revenue industry. I was working at that time and pretty much, yeah, went in straight away in the deep end, started my own business, Um, started working predominantly, but yeah, facing fears, mindset, athletes, sporty people, injuries. And then started working for a company called The Change Room for a while as a coach, where we were working with yeah, people on workers' compensation. So that sort of tied in with the working with injured people space. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, eventually started looking into how can I do this work, but do it remotely? How can I work with a team all by myself? Like, what is the perfect way to work for me? Mm-hmm. Uh, these days, I work a couple of days a week in a clinic in Freshwater, where we mm-hmm. work with a team of GPs, naturopaths, and health coaches together. And the other three days a week, I sort of split between my own business, Spark Courage, and working for a digital platform called BetterUp. Wow. And, and what's it like working in three different areas? It's amazing. For me personally, I need it. I need variety. I get bored really easily. And having mm-hmm. different types of clients, so within the clinic, it could be anything like people from wanting to work on reversing type 2 diabetes or weight loss to people who've been seen by a lot of doctors 
when it comes to any sort of illness or injury. And they finally found sort of a collaborative team that can work with them together to get their health back. With my own business, I still focus mainly on anything mindset related and athlete related. Mm -hmm. um, also just finished a pain management coach certification. So I'm excited to sort of tie the chronic pain aspect into my own business. Wow. Yeah. And with Better Up, I can work pretty much from anywhere in the world with clients from anywhere in the world, which I absolutely love. I've got clients from Canada, the US, Japan, mm -hmm. New Zealand, Australia, Germany, like literally all over the place and with all different sorts of issues because it's called care coaching. Mm -hmm. So it literally could be anything from work-life balance to working on, yeah, anything that they deem their optimal health and well-being. So it does not get boring. Wow. Well, I'm going to pretend that I'm a new graduate coach and think of all the questions that they would want to ask you. Yep. And maybe we could wind right back to the beginning. I know that when you did your certificate with WCA and you did Passion to Profit and you were talking about working with athletes and mindset, what was the value proposition you took into that market to make them be attracted to wanting to work with you around coaching in the first place? Back then, it was really sort of, yeah, working on like injury recovery, facing your fears and getting back into competing. So mm -hmm. it was a very, very, very small niche of people, which is in the end why I sort of started broadening it up because working with those mm -hmm. types of people is amazing. But if you've got an athlete who destroyed themselves in any type of sport mm -hmm. and still wants to get back to competing, they've already got a very driven mindset. So it's quite yeah. easy to work with them. But sometimes mm. they just need someone to yeah hold them accountable and just brainstorm ideas with. Whereas, yeah, like after doing that for about half a year, I'm like, you know what? I love it. But yeah. it's, the market is too narrow to make a living off it. Mm, okay. So that, they were easy to work with. And it sounds like because they were part of the way there, it was important to them to get back into training or sport. Yeah. So and they were motivated to change, but maybe it wasn't as perhaps transformational or... Perhaps there were other areas. So then you broadened into where? Where did you go next? Pretty much that's when I started with the change room. So one of the reasons why I wanted to work with them was because I had been working by myself during COVID for six months. I was pretty much isolated at home with no team to bounce ideas back and forth. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, just sort of curious about yeah, how other coaches work, how other companies work and what other types of coaching there are. So yeah, broadened into that sort of, yeah, workers' compensation, injury, recovery, mm -hmm. getting back to work space from there. And it was great because yeah, suddenly I had a full team of very amazing people to work with. Yeah. And again, like a completely different type of clients. They had the same issues that the people had that I was working with previously or at the same time, mm -hmm. still, but came from a completely different direction. They weren't athletes who, already like they weren't somewhere in the change cycle where they were like yes I want to go and that's what I'm doing they were more in the pre-contemplative contemplative stage okay is there something I can do I do want to do something but sometimes it's like oh you know what my insurance has sent me there I don't know what to expect so it was pretty much like taking what I've done previously to people who've sort of like a one or two stages prior right. to being in the maintenance or action stage of the change yeah, and it's interesting, isn't it? I see people that want to target people who don't know that they need help or aren't willing to change. And I think, gee, that's really hard. But I suppose the difference is in this context that they were kind of mandated clients in a way they were going through insurance and they're getting, your fees are being paid 
by the insurance companies to help them do that readiness to change stage. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's a completely different set. It's more like you suddenly have to like listen for the tiniest little bit of change talk in a person and then just grab them and go from there. So yeah, yeah. that was great. And then, yeah, so after that, I got stuck in Germany for a while during COVID and sort of couldn't come back. So that sort of, again, changed my perspective on work in terms of, okay, what can I do where I can work full-time remotely, which mm -hmm. is how I started, which was great. Okay. Because, yeah, I could do it from anywhere in the world. And make a living at the same time but then again that got to a point where I'm like now I'm pretty much working from home by myself again I want to go right. back and have those ideas with and then the opportunity came to work in the clinic so yeah it was and, and what sort of clinic is it is it integrative medicine yep. wellness clinic yep. what is it so it's an integrative medicine or clinic um and I started off at the central coast called uh, in a clinic called invitation to health they got bought out by Monty's group, who then opened another clinic in Freshwater, which is Freshwater Integrative Health Clinic. Mm -hmm. um, and yes, yeah, so literally it's a set of GPs, integrative GPs and regular GPs, naturopaths, nutritionists, and health coaches working together to see whatever can be done to get the best outcome for any of the patients. And again, yeah, they come with all different sorts of, I wouldn't say issues, but all different sorts of questions or things they would like to see resolved. Mm -hmm. uh, Sometimes you only need a GP. Sometimes you only need a naturopath. Sometimes they come out of a consultation with a treatment plan and go, okay, I know what I need to do, but I have no idea how to integrate that into my life. That's right. the approach coming. So it's a very collaborative approach and yeah, it seems to work really well. And a lot of coaches think, oh, I need another qualification, but you're obviously working alongside other health professionals with, with those qualifications could you explain, explain a little bit about the role of a coach who works alongside a GP or alongside a nutritionist? Very similar to just the standard coaching ethics. Like in the end, we do have a lot of knowledge as coaches, but we don't give advice. We don't tell people what to do. We just work with them as, okay, they're the expert in their own life. They may have a treatment plan from a GP and a naturopath. They may not always agree 100% with what they've been told to do. Or if you've got someone who has, let's say, a background that is Italian and involves pasta seven days a week. And suddenly they get told, you've got to go gluten-free for at least four weeks just to do certain tests or check out certain mm. things. And they're like, I can't do that. Like, I can't do that. And then as a coach, the role is to go, you know what? I think you can. Let's brainstorm ways on how you think you can try that. Like, uh, what is it that will make you do that? Even if we know it's probably not going to be forever or long-term because you just love it too much, but there may be alternatives or maybe there is a way to sort of get to the point where you can integrate it again. But right now, what can you do right now to give it a go? So it's more like working with a GP and a naturopath is more they get advice and they know what they're supposed to do. And then it's figuring out how that ties in with their values, their beliefs, how they can yeah, figure that out out in their current life and with their current life and if they're super busy like are there alternatives to cooking healthy like literally little things mm. it's a lot more brainstorming whereas mm. outside of the clinic it's more being in the typical coach role like you let the clients explain what they want and then just really pull their strings and figure out what yeah. do they actually want what motivates them and what do they want to get out of coaching and then help to get them there as you're speaking i'm wondering if fear is a common thing that people are facing you've talked a bit about the mindset coaching you did when you started out and you, there's probably some common ground could you speak a little bit to that 
think fear is different for everyone. Like there's definitely a lot of anxiety, but in all different areas. So it's like imposter syndrome is one that comes up with a lot of clients. And at the same time, sort of, yeah, a little fear of trying something new comes up with everyone. Yeah. And it's more than, yeah, figuring out, okay, how can you get the confidence of that individual up to where it needs to be? Like, how can you reconfirm and pretty much, yeah, let them tell you what they've achieved in life so far and then confirm mm -hmm. that, like, you know what? Like, you've just told me so much that you've already done in your life or even just in the last couple of weeks. Like, you're succeeding in so many areas of your life, but you're not even noticing. So really bringing that forward and, yeah, mm -hmm. helping them find the confidence to give it a go and to try something new. Yeah, it's a great point, isn't it? I mean, I often teach that for someone to change, the importance has to be high. And, you know, we teach that in WCA, the um, confidence is less than 7 out of 10, but people that have a high confidence can do it themselves, right? They don't need a coach necessarily. Yeah, 100%. But at the same time, I've seen people who are super confident and they know they can do it themselves, but they need that external accountability. Mm. They're super motivated and they consider it super important. But then they've just got that sort of, we've got a word in German for that. It's called Schweinehund. It's like your inner pig dog, which is the little <laughs> voice inside you that just tells you, you know what, today just stay on the couch. Or you know what, you've exercised really hard yesterday and it's on your list for today. But you could just go for a walk with your dog instead. Mm. So I've found with a lot of clients, like depending on what type of personality they have, no matter how motivated they are and how important it is to them, some of them just really want to have that coach there just to check at the end of a fortnight going, have you actually done what you said you'd be doing? And mm -hmm. they'll do it because they know they have to justify it. So I've, like, I've, one thing I've noticed is with a lot of the people I've worked with, they need that external motivation. Like if they're intrinsically motivated and they just do what they tell themselves to do, they don't usually come back. They just need the little kick. And yeah. then they're like, okay, I've got that. I know what I need to do now. And then they just do it. So yeah. I wonder if there are obliger personalities from the Gretchen Rubin model that need that accountability. So I pretty much make almost all of my clients do that test. Just yeah, me too. <laughs> and I'd say obligers are definitely the largest group of my clients, but then questioners and rebels as well. I've had one upholder come in who never came back. Yeah. But uh, yeah, obligers definitely make up the biggest group. And then, yeah, rebels after that. And question is usually once they've figured out why they're doing what they're doing, they find a way to just do it themselves and then just mm. in every now and then to see they're still on the right track. Mm. Interesting. Thanks for sharing that, Annie. <laughs> That's just my personal experience because I just really... Yeah see how all these personalities tie together yeah yeah absolutely and so you decided to do your nbhwc qualification just changing tack a little bit what made you want to do that part of it was just because i could um but also part of it was to just have that sort of formal recognition because obviously coaching isn't regulated in most countries uh, especially health and wellness coaching and it was sort of like I was looking at ICF and I was looking at um, the NBC HWC and decided for now health and wellness coaching is what I want to do mm. um, and then just decided to set myself that little challenge because you needed a certain amount of clients before you could apply for the certification or to sit the exam mm. and I personally get very motivated by competitions I'm like okay yeah 
can I get those clients? Like I applied for the exam, but then I had it in the back of my mind, like I need to have that amount of clients by the time I'm sitting the exam, because otherwise I won't be able to sit it. So that was a lot of motivation for me to just mm-hmm. have that sort of, yeah, pressure to make sure I'm working on my business and I'm acquiring clients and I'm holding sessions. Um, the other thing was with um, coaching platforms in the US, such as BetterUp, you do mm-hmm. need a coaching credential like the NBC, HWC or ICF, depending on which path of coaching you do with them. So after I realized that, I was like, yep, I'm definitely getting uh, that national board qualification. And without it, I wouldn't be working for BetterUp. So that turned mm-hmm. So tell us how you got into working with BetterUp and how that evolved. Completely random. Like there are a lot of like coaching groups on Facebook. Um, and on one of the groups, um, for those who've set the national board exam, someone mentioned that BetterUp is hiring for care coaches. And like, what is a care coach? And pretty much it's a health and wellness coach. Without it, like it could be any topic in the realm of health and wellness coaching. Um, and I just thought, you know what, I'll just apply and see what it actually is about and go through the process. So applying was pretty easy. Like it's all, yeah, pretty much system driven. You put your details into a system. If you match the profile, it's an automated process where you get invited to do a couple of study modules. Then you sit a test with them to see if you meet their qualifications. Then you have a mock coaching session with one of their care coaches. And then you either get a job or you don't. And during all the modules, during the onboarding process or during even the application process, you sort of learned how their platform works. And it's pretty simple. Like you have your own calendar structure. So you open up the days or hours that you want to work. Ideally, they do ask to have at least, I think these days it's at least 10 hours a week, ideally at least 20 hours a week. And then you set up your own coaching profile. And if anyone who has the access to be coached by better up coaches goes online for the first time they do a little questionnaire that then matches them with a pool of coaches so they get matched with 10 coaches and they then can choose which of these 10 coaches they would like to work with um obviously part of that is based on availability calendar wise so depending on what time zones people are in there are a lot more coaches in the us than here in australia new zealand so it's a lot easier to get matches if you're a coach down here because there aren't that many working in our time zone um but yeah once you match with them you've pretty much got a full-on interface that's super simple to use you see your booking calendar ties in with any of your other calendars so that's pretty straightforward Mm. Um, you've got the profile of the individual clients you can see any of the questionnaires they may have done you've got a resource library so you can assign them homework you can upload your own files to assign to them or use the better up ones mm. um, pretty much access to any sort of magazine subscription in the world to send them articles from um, and at the same time a messaging function that makes it super easy the sessions are half hour sessions um, they can be booked like in advance as a recurring one or just as one-offs um, invoicing super simple so any session that you by the end of the session you pretty much complete it take your notes um record it it already gets sent to the invoicing software so you, you do need an abn number or you do need to have a company that you contract through mm-hmm. but month, you just make sure that all the invoices are correct and you get paid into your account without having to do any invoicing yourself it's all done automatically so it's wow. a very very simple process that i'd recommend like anyone who either wants to get into remote coaching 
or sort of wants to start running their own business but doesn't have any business experience mm. it's a very simple way to get used to running your own business without having to do the accounting side and seeing is mm. that actually something you want to do like do you want to work remotely do you want to work basically yeah. online and yeah it's good so yeah like as I said before I like variety so I only open my calendar certain days a week and only at certain times so mm. I clear separation between those days I'm in the clinic yeah. and those days these times I work for better up these times I work for myself so I can mm. structure it around my own training and around my own sports so yeah works really well for me that sounds really um, well put together. It sounds like you've put a lot of thought into how you want to run your weeks. You're not just at the whim of the people around you. You structured your life in a way that suits your needs. Yeah, and that didn't happen straight away. Like there was a lot of trial and error involved. But yeah, yeah like I'm a person, I love starting super early in the morning, but then finishing early in the afternoon. That means I've got the whole afternoon and evening to do my own things. And mm. both with my own clients locally that are, up super early usually yeah. as well as it works with the different time zones overseas as well so I'm not just with better up looking at Australia New Zealand clients but people from other countries mm -hmm. or other time zones have the chance to book into and yeah it works and I still get that personal contact while working in a clinic with other people so it took me a while to like find a good mix but yeah. I'm pretty happy with how it's worked out I've got a couple more questions, Annie. Um, one is, what's it like working with people from different countries? You know, there are cultural differences and terminology. I know, I know you've come from Europe and, and you've settled in Australia, so you've had probably some experience with that. But what's it like in terms of coaching? I think in terms of coaching, it's amazing because, like, I lived in a lot of different countries. I've worked with a lot of different cultures. And with coaching now, that just translates. So for me personally, it doesn't matter if someone's Japanese and calling from Japan or if someone's from Canada or if someone's a German expat living in New Zealand. It doesn't really matter because I find it quite easy to build rapport with people from all different types of cultures. It's definitely mm -hmm. amazing to see difference in culture. So like certain countries, if you've got clients from those countries, and they come up with a, this is what I'm going to do for the next week or the next fortnight. Mm. They have just this inherent discipline that it will be done. No questions mm. asked. They've planned it out and that's what it is. Mm -hmm. And it's very sort of structured. Whereas you've got people from other cultures who are like, yeah, they commit to certain goals and then they come back the next week and they go, I haven't done any of them, but I've done that, that, and that, and that, and that kind of makes up for it. And it's like, Okay. And in the beginning, I always thought, oh, that's just people specific. But it's sort of like, yeah, it's crystallized that some cultures are very uh, sort of direct and others yeah. are like, well, yeah, just figure it out. But that just makes okay. it fun because you really sort of like, you can't rely on that being the norm. Like, you can't stereotype everyone. It's just like mm. in the back of your mind going, okay, I'll have to handle this a bit differently. I have to word some things a bit differently for me like English isn't my first language so like I do have an accent so people notice straight away like you're not Australian like I'm matched with an Australian coach but you're not Australian it's like yep <laughs> and then a lot of the people especially through better up uh, people who work for big companies all over the world so a lot of them are experts so they can instantly relate as well they just go oh yeah so you know what it's like living abroad yes mm, is that relatability that helps to build the relationship one thing I can say, though, for anyone who studied coaching in English and learned how to coach in English and suddenly tries to coach in their native uh, language, mm -hmm. 
it's hard. It's really hard <laughs> right, to coach in German. And I had a couple of German clients who are like, can we do German sessions? And to be fair, with most of them, we're actually, we went back to English. So they're living overseas. They speak English every day. Mm. I speak English every day. And we just really noticed that, yeah, if you haven't spoken your own language for a long time and you haven't studied something specifically in that language, it just really uh, makes sense. You're trying to back translate, I can imagine. How would I say that? How would I do that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're in flow, but then one word is missing and you're completely out of flow. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah. 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 Back to the drawing board. <laughs> I think that was the biggest part I was a bit more hesitant about was when I suddenly had a lot of German clients match with me and I'm like, how am I going to do that? Help. And I feel like <laughs> I'm just as happy as me to just keep it in English. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And one last question I have is that you mentioned half-hour sessions with BetterUp. How does that work? Do they give you a session outline of things that you need to cover off or do you come up with your own session plan? How does that work? So that's completely up to you as a coach. You literally run it as your own business. So pretty much when you have your first session with the client, you figure out what do they want to work on, what are the main things. BetterUp has different surveys, so you usually have a bit of an idea of what their mental state is like. You know whether they're currently sort of whether there are areas they already try to focus on. It's just yeah, a very brief survey that's being filled in. So you have a background idea, but other than that, you just yeah, do it the same way you would do it with any of your own clients. You just yeah, discover what is their vision, you work with them on what they want to achieve. A lot mm -hmm. of them are unlimited programs, so you know it's not set to like three months or six months, that's just their employer pays for it. So like you've got people who come direct and pay direct, but most of the clients get paid, like are pretty much paid for by the employer mm. um, so yeah you really start off with a visioning exercise and that sometimes takes two sessions because half an hour is not a lot yeah and then you start working on okay how are we breaking that down into goals and then yeah you run it as your own business pretty much like mm. better up has resources that you can use and assign and like information about all different topics but if you've got your own worksheets that you'd like to use, you just upload them as a PDF, send them via messenger. Like you don't have to use the better up resources if you're more confident using your own. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. It sounds like it's very flexible and um, allows you to have that flexibility in the way you work. Yeah, 100%. Mm. Yeah. Thanks for the chat today, Annie. I'm, I'm curious to know if you have um, any insights, anything that you've learned about yourself in the past couple of years going through this process huh, many I think one of the biggest insights was I don't do well working by myself all the time I'm an extrovert and even though you're with clients most of the day it's very different to having a team around you where you can just quickly have a little through just have a cup of tea together and just brainstorm ideas if you've got a client who's a bit more challenging if you've got someone around you you can just have a chat with and go how am I going to handle that? Like, have you got any ideas? Or just go for lunch together and like have a good time. So I've got luckily a lot of friends who work remotely or from home as well. So even on those days, and now I've got sort of a group of people I can do things with and get my little extroverted energy fix. But yeah, like seven days or like five days working from home by myself was not good for me. Um, the other thing I learned as well is I think I'm still a big fan of like having a certain niche that you work with, especially when you're starting out. But for me to make coaching what I live off full time, like I don't have any other, like I live off coaching full time now, which is amazing. Yeah. I never thought I'd say that two, three years ago. Yeah. But I think in that regard, like I'm pretty 
happy for me personally to have those different natures. They're all very different. They're mm. a little, but it just, yeah, keeps me on my toes. So I have to keep thinking and I don't get stuck in a rut as well. So I definitely need that to not. And one other thing I'm just thinking about as you're talking is that in terms of the marketing, by being engaged with Better Up, you don't have to do any marketing. By being as part of the integrative clinic, you don't have to do any marketing. And so the, the area where you are niche focused is in your own business where you are doing marketing. And I'm imagining that's largely through your networks and word of mouth, is it? So marketing these days, like I tried all the different social media, different apps, but in the end, that was fun. But it was also sort of like I was spending way too much on something that wasn't bringing me returns. Yeah. Just word of mouth. A lot of times now it's that, let's say I've got someone through BetterUp and they've got someone who isn't part of a program where they can either sign up directly to BetterUp or the employer pays. They just like, do like, is there a way for them to get in touch with you? So that's how I get some clients. Others find me, yeah, through word of mouth because, because I've had friends or family of them who worked with me previously. I'm mm -hmm. um, probably now that I've got my pain management certification and I'm really interested in that. That's not something I'm known for, like, like injury yes chronic pain no so I'll definitely have to look into okay how am I going to market that and how am I going to get word out that that's something yeah. that I'm doing because it's something I'm super passionate about but I actually haven't thought that far yet I'm just like I've got to like sort of figure out how I'm going to yeah. for those services whether it's going to be group support like yeah support groups whether it's going to be one-on-one -on -one coaching whether it's going into different clinics again or even with the clinics that I work with and starting it as a program there. So there are just so many different options that I really have to look into. Okay, how am I going to do that? And yeah, how will I market it? But yeah, better up. They do it all for you. Um, within the clinic, like we brainstorm marketing ideas as a team um, and we have regular catch-ups with marketing, but it's not something that I have to do. Mm. And but it's fun. <laughs> yeah, with my own business, it works pretty well with mode of mouth at the moment. And yeah, just, yeah, it just works. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Annie. I really appreciate you fitting us in amongst your coaching clients. Easy. Yeah, I've got another one in 10 minutes, so that works perfectly. <laughs> we'll let you go and get on. I'll say goodbye for now and I'll just stop the recording and um, we'll catch up again soon. Sounds brilliant. Thank you. See you next time. See ya.